This is Race Talk School Talk, a podcast about race and racism in education. And my name is Dr. Chadrick James Galloway. And so on today's episode, we have a very hard topic to discuss, a sad topic to discuss. And that is around the suicide of a, uh, or uh, I should say, a black woman, uh, higher education minister who died by suicide um, would be the appropriate terminology. And so uh, their name is Antoinette Bonnie Candia Bailey. They were a, they were a uh, administrator at Lincoln University, uh, which is a historically black college, historically, historically black college and university, HBCU. And so um, about... I want to say like two-ish weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, uh, is when this story first came out. And um, I was, I remember it very vividly. I was on Twitter, um, or the the website formerly known as Twitter. And uh, all I started seeing was a a bunch of retweets, reposts around uh, the passing again of, of Dr. Kendia Bailey. And as I looked into it and as other folks looked into it and started posting, it was very clear that Dr. Kendia Bailey died by suicide as a result of what I would say is anti-blackness, um, sexism, and I'm sure a number of other aspects that relate to her black womanhood. And so we don't know all of the the details at this time, other than the fact that she is no longer with us and that she should be here with us right now. And so what what we do know about Dr. Kendia Bailey is that um, she was an amazing, amazing administrator who was always present facing, front facing, student facing, and made sure that students were always able to approach her and and be within her space. And so when news broke out that she had been bullied by the president, who was a white man, I don't feel the need to mention his name in the same uh, sentence, podcast, breath, whatever you want to call it, with her. But he was a white president, is the white president of Lincoln University, a historically black college and university, which is a, a completely different subject of, of having white presidents at HBCUs, a, a completely different subject. But Dr. Kandia Bailey noted again, bullying and racism from this president who was, who is effectively in charge of the institution and you would say over, over her position as well. Now he hadn't been a president for long. He was the basketball coach at the institution. I believe he received his EDD or PhD recently, 2021, 2022, and somewhere along the way, he became 
uh, president of the institution, uh, I would say almost overnight, which is pretty quick, pretty rare, right? Usually you, you have to go do some stuff in the field to, to become uh, a president of any institution, um, you know, and, and so there's some, there's something that needs to be explored there. Because, of course, um, I would say that's deeply problematic how quickly he rose through uh, those ranks. And so at the moment, because, again, this focus should be on on Dr. Uh, Kendia Bailey. For. For me, looking at this as a as a black man, as a black man, as someone who. um tries to support black women in higher education, whether that be undergrads, graduate, faculty members, administrators, as someone who um, is familiar with black feminism, uses it, studies it, reads it, applies it um, as a theoretical, uh, as a theoretical tool in, in research and teaching. Uh, it's this story, and I'm sure there are so many more really um it really really bothered me it hurt me it hurt me as i'm sure it hurt a number of people who see themselves in this position of course i don't see myself in the in in the shoes of of dr kendia bailey uh because i am a black man i have a ton of of male privilege um particularly within higher edu education and i think that's important to discuss and so there are some things that i'm sure um and i know for a fact that black women experience in higher education um, that I've never experienced, never had to experience because of, of their, the intersection of the race and gender that they that they deal with. But it it being uh, what's the word being in such close proximity to so many wonderful and amazing black women scholars, uh, undergraduate students, graduate students, um, administrators being in close proximity to them and seeing how it how this story has impacted and affected them um has not only affected me and impacted me but it also bothers me how little i've seen my peers of of cis hetero black men who've been silent around this And so for me personally, I'm a little frustrated at the lack of care we have seen from people within the, within the community. I think we can do more um, to support black women, uh, administrators, professors, students, graduate students, undergraduate students. And I feel like this is not going to be the situation where we've fully woken up. Black women have already been woken up about this. They've been experiencing it. They've been dealing with it. They've been fighting it. They've been struggling um, and resisting. And there's, there's so many stories that could be told that haven't been told that probably similar to Dr. Kendia Bailey have been taken to the grave. Dr. Mosley was harassing Dr. Kandia Bailey. He had essentially called her an angry black woman. Dr. Kandia Bailey felt stereotyped, 
She's felt demoralized, dehumanized. And as a result of it, she experienced severe, severe depression and anxiety. And what's crazy about it is, is that even in the midst of facing, again, misogynoir, that's anti-blackness and sexism combined, experiencing anti-blackness, experiencing um, patriarchy, she was still showing up on that campus every single day for those students. On top of facing mental health, severe, severe, severe mental health um, issues such as anxiety and depression. And so we know in particular, there's, there's a plethora of research out there, scholarly research. There's a plethora of, um, you know, you could say ABC News articles. You go to CNN, MSNBC, wherever you want to call it, articles that, that talk about um, the, the weight or the experiences of black women in the workplace, particularly dealing with white men, um, but also other people, right? Other other racial groups as well. We have to to obviously recall the situation that Anita Hill went through with Clarence Thomas and the the assault that she endured physically and mentally on her body because everybody's not able to survive them. For me personally, um, I hope that those of us who are not black women take stock of our actions in terms of how we treat black women and uh, black non-binary folks within the workplace. Because this issue isn't something that is unique to higher education campuses. Black women have always had um, to deal, to experience the the brunt, the burdens, the the to be to be treated lesser than other racial and gendered groups. That's why the concept of intersectionality was developed by uh, well, further developed and expanded on by Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw because black women weren't being paid and promoted the way that the way that white women were being paid and promoted in the workplace, right? And so, in this moment, I feel sad and sorry, and I and I send thoughts and prayers and love energy and vibes to Dr. Kandia Bailey's family and to her as well, to her spirit, to her energy, because I know that the choice and the actions that she took were what what may have been her only way to to go forward, to to live and to be free. 
And so hopefully, prayerfully as well, Dr. Mosley is stripped of the presidency over at Lincoln. He shouldn't be any type of administrator anywhere at any college, university. He probably shouldn't even be a coach. And the other side of the coin is that these institutions, these higher education institutions, these institutions that say they care about diversity, equity, and inclusion, these institutions that try to push that facade, they have to do better about holding people accountable who are committing harm. Dr. Kandia Bailey should still be here with us today. And she would be if there were checks and balances in place for harmful people like Dr. Mosley. And the other side, or, or, or something else to consider here, is to actually uplift, highlight, and hold true to the stories that black women have been telling us for decades, generations, centuries about their treatment. There are black women scholars, Dr. Kandia Bailey was one of them, who have noted the treatment that black women face as students, as staff members, as, as, as professors, as administrators. Dr. Kandia Bailey's dissertation is titled My Sister, Myself, the Identification of Social Cultural Factors that Affect the Advancement of African American Women into Senior Level Administrative Positions. I say it all the time that research is me search, that we study stuff, that some of us study stuff, things that, that are a part of ourselves or a part of the world, the world that we inhabit. She was literally studying black women in higher education at senior level positions, senior level administrative positions. She was studying herself. She studied herself and the experiences of black women who were already going through what she was going to feel and see. And in that dissertation, she found that black women were often overlooked for promotions, experienced stereotype, discrimination, anti-blackness, sexism, and had very, very low satisfaction at their jobs as a result of it. But nobody, or I won't say nobody, some of the decision makers at whether it be Lincoln University or other institutions across the United States, have not and have chosen to not listen. This is Race Talk, School Talk, a podcast about race and racism in education. My name is Dr. Chadrick James Galloway, and to... Dr. Kandia Bailey, I hope and pray that you have found your peace. And I hope that your family will be able to one day as well. Thank you for everything that you did 
while you were here because it was and will always be enough. <laughs>